Welcome back to the Real Madrid podcast. Well, after all of the successes of late, remember in the last 11 games coming into the weekend, they'd won nine, drawn one, and lost just the meaningless second leg of that Copa del Rey tie, which also included, of course, the derby victory, the draw in Camp Nou, and very notable displays against Sevilla and Espanyol. The last thing anybody really expected was a defeat at home to Girona, who they beat and remember twice in the last month. But defeat by two goals to one has effectively ended any realistic hope of catching Barcelona, who are now nine points ahead at the top. If anything, this result served to underline as well just how fragile this revival had been of late and how the need for squad overhaul still does exist. Uh, prior to kickoff, one of the questions most asked was Sergio Ramos, would he aim to pick up a yellow card, which would lead to a one-match suspension, but the return to the squad for El Clasico at home to Barcelona. But he ended up, of course, going one better and collecting a 25th red card of his highly colourful career. And despite all of the talk of his allegedly non-purposeful collection of a yellow card against Ajax, the mood surrounding the player have been highly positive of late. And again, prior to kickoff, there was talk of him hunting down Raul's record number of appearances. Remember that stands at 700. And 41. He, though, just passing 600. Could he do it? Well, the general view was uh, 32. He was playing his best football for a while. He's fit. He still wants to be out there and competing with the best. And he's still lucky as well in the way that he avoids injuries. So, they said, the race is on. And just staying with his red cards for the moment, Ramos, the most centre-off player in the history of Europe's top five leagues. Cyril Rule, you might remember him, the Marseille, Nice and Bordeaux player. He was on 19 with Ramos. Uh, Ramos now up to 20 in La Liga. Moving on to the general reaction after the defeat, Solari was asked if the loss had ended any hope of catching Barcelona. His reply, no, not at all. Next week, we have another match. All these games are going to be very difficult. We just have to get out there and win. Asked about fatigue in his team after a run, remember, of 13 games since January the 3rd. He replied, it's not just physical, remember, but mental tiredness as well. We've played a lot of big games. We've had good results. So were we tired today? Were the energy levels lower? Yes, it is a possibility. Thibaut Courtois very nearly scored a dramatic late equaliser in the 95th minute. He said after the game, I don't know what happened today. In the first half, we played very well. Uh, they're not quite as fluent as against Atletico or indeed Ajax. We didn't match it in the second half. I don't know whether we will give up on La Liga now. There is still a long way to go. We just have to get out there and win games. So who's responsible for the downturn in performance yesterday? Who's the villain of the piece? Well, for some, Marcelo put in the type of performance that underlines why he is a substitute as opposed to a starter in this team. And despite Solari's view, when questioned on his contribution, he actually said, well, I think he was good. Also, he had a surprise ally in the midfielder from Girona, Alex Grinnell, who said he is still a very impressive player. He's criticised a lot, but they should value him. We won. It was down to our merit, not their mistakes. Odrizella, speaking after the game, also added, it is difficult. We don't want to make excuses. We lost a battle. We have not lost the war. Madrid, he said, never gives up. We are still alive in all competitions and will remain so right until the end. 
Those views backed up as well by Lucas Vasquez. We can't be considered dead in these competitions. We have to be calm. We're eager to win. We have played a lot of games in the last six weeks. Fatigue was visible, I think, but we must regroup and make sure these mistakes we saw today do not happen again. Now, just moving away from the game for a moment, Thibaut Courtois revealed a few secrets of the dressing room prior to kickoff. Firstly, uh, Gareth Bale in his no-show at that recent player's dinner. The other night he said we had a dinner. Bale and Cruz didn't come. Uh, they thought it was too late. We arrived at 9.30. We ate at 10.15 at midnight. We were having coffee and we went to bed at about 1 a.m. He told us that it's too late. He said, I'll be in bed by 11. It's a shame for us, but I live as somebody in Madrid lives. It's my way of life. I eat late and I go to bed late. On the subject of communication, or lack of it, possibly with Gareth Bale, he said, because he only speaks English, we have to talk to him using gestures. What about his nickname? Well, he's known as the golfer due to the number of times he plays golf pretty much on most of the days off. He heads home, he said, as well, as opposed to staying in Madrid. All in all, uh, simply paints a picture of a rather awkward loner who simply doesn't really fit in with those around him. And after five years in Spain and still not being able to speak the language to any degree, perhaps this is maybe another big reason that he doesn't actually fit in. Now, moving on, there are more South American players on the horizon, this time a Colombian. Brazilian champions Palmeiras have signed Ivan Angulo on loan until the end of the year from Enguivado in the Colombian League. He was taken on after impressing at the recent South American Under-20 Championships. Madrid scouts are said to be keeping watch. Uh, Staying with Colombians and Sunday again saw media speculation linking Cantero of River Plate with a potential move to Real Madrid, but no good news of any homecoming for James Rodriguez. Hazard still making daily news with a new view on his future almost every day or a quote from the seemingly endless amount of interviews that appear And this weekend. The view is that Chelsea will end Sari's reign during the course of the summer and try to tempt Zidane. If they succeed, then Hazard will stay. And also back in contention for a move after being in and out of the transfer gossip column since the World Cup finals is Milinkovic Savic of Lazio. The sticking point, though, still remains Lazio's valuation of the play, which is said to be around 150 million euros. He's in his fourth season, remember, in Serie A and is said to be itching for a new challenge. Now, Gareth Bale made plenty of headlines over the course of the weekend, and there's a new club potentially interested in taking him on. Uh, this time, it's Milan, who is said to be contemplating a €100 million Euro offer, as they are desperate, it's said, to get back involved with the Champions League and challenging again for titles. They remember have already done some good business of late when they pipped Real Madrid to the signing of Pietek from Genoa, who's settled into life very well indeed at Milan. Mauro Cardi is in the news on Monday and the situation becoming, you would think, embarrassing for the player. Last night his agent wife, Wanda, called in live to a TV show, Tiki Taka, uh, then set off telling of how at 8am on this particular day taking her kids to football her car was pelted, it said, with objects. On the captaincy being removed, she said it's like they've taken away a limb from Mauro. He wears the inter-shirt with great pride. He never thinks of money being captain 
was a source of immense personal satisfaction. On Inter, our plan, she said, is to stay at Inter, but the decision is ultimately not ours. Morata also had his say as well. He said, we want to extinguish this controversy that surrounds Icardi and return to normality. If we are a family, sometimes the parents have to make decisions for the children to grow up. What we did was for the good of Mauro, the club, and our fans. I've told Wanda, he said, that we have committed to a renewal which we will present as soon as possible. Another name in the news, this is pretty much the first time as well. Nicolas Pepe's name is being linked with a summer move as the striker hunt steps up again. The Ivory Coast international currently in his second season with Lille since signing from Angers. And after a very decent start to his career in his first season, he's now averaging just under a goal every other game. Lille flying as well this season in second place in Liga. His contract runs until 2022, so don't expect Lille to let him go on the cheap. Remaining in Liga Art, Neymar's father and his agent has been speaking to any medias wishing to listen in, insisting that his son is happy at PSG. But uh, with the caveat, of course, at the end, there always is a caveat. It's difficult, he said, to speak about the future in football. It can change at any moment. Isco's situation is again being debated at length and makes plenty of editorials with the general view that Solari, since taking over, has taken on and tackled every issue that's been presented to him apart from Isco. And his belief, this is Solari, is now said that the situation is irreversible and with the options that he has in front of him, Isco is further away now than ever before from a first-team place. Now, keep an eye on the situation regarding Guti at Besiktas as Senor Gunez is going to be taking over with the national team. And that means potential for Guti, Gunez number two, to step into the coach's role. He has a lot of admirers, remember, in Madrid and indeed in Turkey. His name was very prominent when Lopetegui left the future, looking quite bright then for former Real Madrid star Guti. Uh, Junior Firpo Betis, Dominican Republic international left-back, must be cursing his luck. No sooner had his performances been attracting the likes of Madrid's attentions, but he picks up yet another injury. It appears to be a reoccurrence of the injury that kept him out just before Christmas, the right thigh injury, and it is his fourth injury in 18 months, which uh, may cause some of that interest to begin to wane. Now, the coach for next season is also a trending topic. Perez's relationship with Mourinho remains good. He would have no hesitation in inviting him back, but he also knows that it would be deeply unpopular in the dressing room, and he has no desire to go back to the situation of earlier in the season either. German international Yogi Love is another option, with performances in recent times of the German national team failing to match expectations. He could well be tempted, but Sergio Ramos has already told Perez of the player's choice, and that is the man who's currently in situ, Solari, who it said has gained huge respect for his handling of the team and its personnel in recent months. 
Some worrying news about Rodrigo emerged over the last few days. Apparently, during the disappointing South American Under-20 Championships with Brazil, he revealed in an interview that he needed pain-killing injections in his back before the start of a match and again at half-time. Now, this alerted not only Madrid, but Santos as well, who said they had no record of any such injury. However, there were suggestions Perez had known about this since December, but he was assured that medication and acupuncture would cure. Doctors, though, have since revealed the problem isn't chronic, but declined to give a diagnosis. And finally today, James Rodriguez's future again up in the air, but there could be a potential happy ending. First of all, the interest from Juventus now over, of course, after the signing of Aaron Ramsey, which leaves only Napoli, which is an option. Uh, but there could be a Munich lifeline as Kovac continues to struggle. Antonio Conte could be the new man in charge for next season. He tried to get him to Chelsea, remember, once and is a big admirer. So that would leave it then up to Bayern Munich as to whether they wanted to pay that £42 million fee to conclude the deal. And that just about wraps it up then for today. Don't forget you can catch up on all of the season's news so far over at the website at realmadridpodcast.com or you can catch up on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher or Anchor if you want to get in touch and leave comments. You can do on Anchor FM or indeed on Twitter at Podcast Madrid or Facebook as well. We will be back later in the week with the midweek update. Should be on Thursday morning. Until then, then from me, Tim Cable. Bye-bye for now.